Uh, what's going on, guys? Cruising Podcast. Welcome back. want to talk about the documentary we watched from uh, James Fox because we've really been diving into this lately. Uh, James Fox's uh, Moment of Contact is a documentary um, on a UFO case in uh, Brazil. Sixth, the people of Virginia, Brazil, witnessed a UFO event that would change their lives forever. Call it another Roswell, if you will. It is a crashed vehicle that had beings on board. But they couldn't admit the truth. The population would enter in collapse. Finally, the facts will be revealed. And James Fox is like a really good uh, documentarian on the UFOs, uh, on UFO cases and stuff like that. He was on Joe Rogan recently. So we want to talk about that as well. But uh, before we get into that, I saw Guardians. That was the most recent one, Guardians 3. Um, James Gunn, like, adding a more mature tone to the Guardians films, which I appreciated. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I thought um, the villain was really good as well. I kind of side with people on that, like um, uh, the High Evolutionary, I think is what he's called. Yeah. Really Bird good. King. Yeah. And, and, and the performances all around, too, like Chris Pratt. Um, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, like just the, I love what James Gunn did there, and how he handled the aftermath of like Infinity War and Endgame and stuff like that. So, uh, Guardians is definitely worth watching. And Marvel's been missing lately; like they haven't been doing that great. Uh, but Guardians Three really, I really enjoyed it. It actually made me feel something. I haven't really felt anything since like No Way Home. I don't really count No Way Home as Marvel because it's still kind of Sony, you know. But the movie actually made me, like, emotional. It was really good. Really good. I love what they did with Rocket and stuff. And Good action. Yeah, good action. Really good action. And it really felt like a Marvel movie was style. Like, it was like, like yes, James Gunn made this, you know? Uh, the other Marvel movies, not so much in Phase 4. I haven't felt anything. And this kind of what felt you, like wait a... Wait a minute. What do you mean? Ant-Man? <laughs> Ant-Man Quantumania? That's the movie of the year. Movie of the year. Yeah, that one. And... Uh, and I, I, I kind of agree with what people are saying. I was reading up online like this, like Guardians Three, kind of felt like, like a farewell to Marvel in a way. Like the way James Gunn wrote that movie, and the way the movie felt. Like after Guardians Three, I kind of felt like, yeah, I think I'm officially moved on from Marvel, and that's what the film felt I go like. Go watch my Superman movie. Yeah, he's like, come to DC. But I really, uh, I really appreciated the movie for taking that that leap into that mature, more mature content. Chris Pratt said it too. Chris Pratt, like big year, you know, like yeah. Mario and Guardians. I like what he said, like the movie is kind of growing up with its fans. You know, when it came out, the first one came out almost nine, ten years ago. You know, teenagers, whatever, and, and now we're older, you know, like nine, ten years later, probably in their 20s or so. Hey, what, what year was the first one? Yeah, like 2014. Dude, I was 14. Yeah. So, like, it's interesting. That's exactly... So, you're a teen. Now you're in your 20s. It hits you differently. You're older. So, like, the movie grew with you. And I really respect, like, James Gunn and all of them for approaching it that way. It wasn't just the same, you know... Um, it wasn't a perfect movie, you know, but I liked how James Gunn handled things, like, from the aftermath of the Avengers movies and stuff like that. So, you know, we got, like, that writer strike going on. 
you know, which is kind of like a, which is interesting thing was at MegaCon, you know, a couple months ago, we saw Jeff Johns and we didn't know that this was Jeff Johns, like <laughs> leader of like DC films when he was bumping heads with Zack Snyder and the whole, that's like, that was the whole drama, he you know, right in front of us. I had no idea. And, and he sh- was showing us footage of his show that he wasn't supposed to really show us. He was like super nice, like super sweet guy. He was such a sweet guy. And then when we looked him up afterwards, because we realized who it was, because his name always rang a bell, but he has such a small panel. So I was like, why is this such like a such a prominent figure in DC, like with such a small panel, you know? And then we I watched the YouTube videos on how like apparently, you know, him and Zack Snyder were bumping heads and all this stuff. Everybody hated him. I was like, oh shit, this is the guy that you know, with the Snyderverse and get stuff. Him, yeah. Him. So that was interesting, but I, he was the nicest guy. He stayed after the panel and met other people. Met everybody, pictures. signed pictures, signed stuff, took pictures, showed us footage. He asked us to not like record anything. He was gonna show us exclusives on his show. Uh, and you weren't supposed to talk about it. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> he said no video or anything. Um, That's it. They're gonna come after you. Really nice guy. Yeah, I didn't get weird. that vibe from him. You know. A really nice I guy. Know, yeah, I mean, we don't know what it's like inside. Yeah, behind closed doors, you know. But He's like an animal. But yeah. he even mentioned, how, like, oh, yeah, you know, let's see, because there's, like, a writer strike possibly going to happen. And, and this we, was and a few months told, ago. He told us that months ago. And, and then here we are. We're currently in the writer strike. So, you know, he kind of, like, hey, warned us of that. Hopefully this doesn't take too long. Yeah, hopefully they can come up with a solution, because it's starting to affect uh, Daredevil is not filming. Oof. Anymore, no. Andor is filming without any writers or whatever. On yeah, set. which Whereas sounds like a bad idea. And Rings of Power is doing the same thing. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Like and your then, show's already ass. Like why are you just yeah, no. trying to make it even worse? And then Deadpool three apparently, if they when they start filming, like you, Ryan Reynolds is not going to be able to improv any lines or anything, because that would that that means like you're kind of rewriting the but script. How would they know? I don't know. I don't know. That's the there's like a weird gray area with that, you know. That's, that's stupid. If your script was already done, you should be allowed to. Yeah, but it's improvis uh, improvisation. Yeah, but th- that's what he's known for. Yes, but that's considered rewriting. Oh, then don't film. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, because because like like Blade, was the whole one. the whole Deadpool movies like it's just him improving most of the yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, and and then. That's the thing, you know. So it's better to just wait and let them come up with a solution I than don't, don't than letting it affect movie. your movie, you know. Blade just no, got a new writer. The thing is, you have to because Hugh Jackman's been working out for fucking six months. Yeah, it, it's a tough spot. Yeah, it's a tough spot. And then Blade, Blade just got a brand new writer. Remember they revamped Blade, everything. Blade. No, but now supposedly they cut out uh, Kit Harrington. Yeah, and not just that, they got a brand new writer. Now that writer's like, oh no, we're in writer strike, you know. So Blade just can't catch a break. No, that movie's gonna be a disaster when it launches. Yeah, yeah. I, it's gonna have like the worst pro- possible CGI. Yeah, it's gonna the movie's gonna be like you know what's gonna remind me of the the um, the Hellboy. Yeah, the one with David, with the David not, not, not the good one. The, yeah, the David Hater one. Not David Hater. No, uh, uh, David Harbor. David, <laughs> David Harbor. That's Snake. <laughs> David Hater's Snake. David Hater's yeah, Metal Gear. David Harbor. Yeah, David Harbor. <laughs> Metal Gear. <laughs> Metal Gear. Uh, so, yeah, that's very unfortunate. Like, that. that's kind of, like, going on right now. He was a you know, cool dude. He was at the, the writer's strike um, yeah. protesting. Chris yeah, Nolan, I, Jonathan I, I, Nolan. I didn't know. He, he, he wrote a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. Really good credentials. Yeah, I didn't know. Really good credentials. Um, Chris Nolan was at the strike. Jonathan Nolan. I mean, everybody, man. So, I hope 
they can like come up with a solution, just pay your writers. That seems to be the issue. They're not paying the writers enough. And writers are everything. Like they make but the blueprint. Was something the they wanted to do with AI? Oh no, that was something else that they're they're gonna. The studios want to like you do AI generated, and then they have writers scripts, come in. and then people yeah, come but, in to like yeah, but, fix those scripts. Yeah, but that's what writers don't want to do though. Like they, they want it's not organic. Like you're you're literally gonna get like Hollywood will literally become like just a mechanical system. Like there will be no hard in movies anymore, and that's already happening now because the studios want the same movie over and over, and they're just making writers do the same thing. So imagine with AI, like it would be there. There would be no humanity in a a, a script. Yeah, like like for example, I mean, artistic I expression is like the human experience. Is an AI like that's very and that, crazy. Like, and also like for probably like for books too and stuff. You know what I mean? Like 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 for, I mean I don't know if it's a good comparison. It's probably a bad one, but like like the guy who did Dune. Yeah, you know what I mean. Imagine like an AI generated, and then he just like like I don't yeah, know, like like if like the writer. Like he created that world in that book, you know what I mean? Like he put his. Yeah, there's a piece of themselves, and and you know. And, and now look, and now look at the movies. You know what I mean? Like 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 the the Dune movie. You know? Yeah, uh, I, I that's a scary path. Because I don't because like 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 when you see the trailer for Dune too, like you feel, like you see the passion that they have for that for those books. Yeah, which yeah, that trailer was great. You know what I mean? Too, like, the Dune like 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 you feel like the passion, like, like you can tell they really care about that series. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I feel like with AI, it's just like. Oh, like he's an AI. Yeah, it's just gonna be a mechanized, yeah. just like pump out movies every certain amount of time. Um, which, but yeah, that Dune two trailer looked great. Dune looks awesome. Dune looks exciting. Dune looks that's it's a an exciting big blockbuster with creative like just good. It just looks good. There's no green screen fest anywhere. No volume. Like shot on location. A movie. Uh, it's a good yeah, just great artistic blockbuster franchise, you know? So I'm really excited for that. That trailer looked great. Everybody looks great in it. Um, Austin Butler scary. looks insane. Looks I don't know, insane. but like the part of him screaming, like he looks like a, like a scary baby. Yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. screaming at you. It doesn't look like him yeah, at like, all. I don't know. Because him being bald like that? Yeah. They don't have like eyebrows, nothing. It looks so good. And then, you know, it makes I, you wonder. And, and I like too how the, the, their world is like black and white. Yeah, that's what or people are saying. For that part, for that the scene. fact that we're getting a big blockbuster like this with so much like freedom creatively, you know, the black and white in this, it doesn't feel like a generic blockbuster, which is a awesome. Great cast. Great cast. Yeah. And I'm really, that and like Oppenheimer are like my top two this year. And then behind that, like I think Flash looks really good. Mission and stuff. Impossible. Mission Impossible, which they're saying is uh, the best one yet. I think they clocked it under three hours. It's like right under three hours long. Make it four. Fuck they're it. saying it's really good. It's his last two. You know what I mean? Just yeah. go out with a bang. So you see this stuff, and it's like, I don't know how the AI, the whole AI thing is really uh, interesting, just wanting to like. Because I mean, it's know, getting it, more it needs, and more. It needs that human element to yeah, it. Yeah, the, the whole. If AI, literally, if AI Imagine, can take over our. Like creativity, yeah, like our bad. our creative jobs. I get like mechanical stuff, right? Like a cashier, or like a you know, like at a Walmart. All right, fine. <laughs> have like a machine do it, like self checkout. But if we have AI like taking over creative jobs, like what what is our purpose as humans? Yeah, like you. We would have no purpose. Yeah. Like we would have no jobs. Uh, I'm talking like deep in the future. We would have no creative expression, and we'd have no purpose. Like we wouldn't. What would we do? It's kind of like, I mean, it would be, I guess kind of be like 
a mix of like iRobot, you know, like they just no, do everything. Uh, what's another one? I can't think of the other one right now. I know there's another movie. Um, let us know if I, I can't remember okay. it right now. I, know there's another movie. I think of iRobot in the sense of like they're everything, right? They're like the police. They shop for you. They you just don't have to do and anything. Will Smith slapping you. Yeah, <laughs> keep my wife. Um, which is really scary, you know. And and it seems like we're heading that route, and also kind of leans into the other film we want to talk about, like Moment of Contact, in a little bit, the documentary. Uh, because this whole AI thing and it, it's evolving really fast, like really, really fast. And like you know, Elon Musk came out saying, you know, like it's well, dangerous. You saw what happened. We will end up like Skynet, you well, know, like Terminator. In uh, in Florida, in Florida, uh, a guy got scammed like six hundred dollars. Uh, a guy used the AI thing to be his his daughter's voice. And oh, so, I heard about that. And and when he and he picked up the phone, because he said that during the time his daughter went on a trip, so and he hears his AI like at the time he didn't know, but it was like an AI thing of his daughter's talking like, "Oh, I need help," and and, and and as a dad, he's like, "Oh my god!" Like so he, why like where like six hundred dollars? And it was just somebody. That but it was just an AI thing. It was it was a guy using an AI. The 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 whole plot of like Avengers: Age of Ultron, like that would be AI. Yeah. Like this. Hub, the AI would have access to everything. It can wipe out our bank accounts. It can wipe out anything in the in the digital world, and it could collapse us as humans and leave us scrambling and fighting each other. Because there's no AI to fight. You know, like there's it's not like Terminator. That's what like Elon Musk was saying. It wouldn't be like Terminator in the sense of like this robot like trying to kill everybody. It would just do it from within. You know, like Ultron or something. If it has control to all of our systems. I mean, we have all our info, like, in the digital world. Our money, our, like, data, all our information. So that it would just take over. It would take over. And and um, Elon Musk said that, the CEO of Google said that. Like, he wants that. Like, he wants, like, a digital god, which is very scary. Because then that digital god would evolve and just surpass us. Like, we would... It would destroy us. And Lexi, you know, like AI, the, uh, I heard from a friend, a, a coworker of mine, he told me this story that this AI, that it needed to do, it, it had to, it was aware that it wasn't physically able to do something like in the material world. I forgot what it was. I can't remember exactly. Um, it wanted to like do something, but it knew it was, it was limited and it couldn't do it. So it convinced a human, it hired a human somewhere else to like do it for them so like these ais are smart enough to understand like i know my limits because i'm like limited to this like system but if i yeah, can convince like a human domain, to do like the physical part for me and then i could like that's scary man that's crazy because next thing you know that our evolution would be that right it would be ai taking over and we would be like slaves to ai mm -hmm. And they would find a way to, like, transfer their, think of AI as, like, a soul. And, like, it would be able to transfer its soul to, like, a body. Because we'll become so, you isn't know, Isn't that kind of what, uh, like, don't you hear? Like, don't you hear? Like, it, like, she tries to do that? Yeah. Or, um. You never, like, when they, um, when they, like, they want to, like, have sex. Yeah. But she hired a girl to put on, like, the. 
Kinda, but imagine being able like think of like Neuralink and Blade Runner did the same thing. Think of like Neuralink or something, right? Like if we we start putting microchips and like all these computer parts yeah. on us, we'll slowly just become like uh what's the word I'm looking for here? Cyberpunk? Yeah, like cyberpunk. Um we'll just literally be like cyber beings. We wouldn't even be fully human until eventually we'll just become like robots. And that's how they'll be able to transfer. Because if we have like, a, imagine we have a neural link, and the AI can like tap into all the neural links. Well, you never and it controls our body. That's it. We would it would become us, and we would become like you a never, zombie. You never look at Black Mirror. You know, the episode of Black Mirror that we saw. Which one? Uh, I don't remember. I remember. Uh, it's like like they have that that chip in their head, and never it's like it's like this, about this guy, and it's like you never know how they have how the how the, how the couples have sex. But they're not really having sex. It's like they're just watching like memories. Oh yeah, yeah, memories and stuff because it remembers like, everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a lot of stuff like that, man. I, I think like season one or two. Yeah, it's early. Right it's early seasons. It's really interesting. It's really interesting because then yeah, it, with the Neuralinks and all that, AI becomes smart enough, it could just take over our bodies with with all the you know cyber crap on us, like a Neuralink or something. We will become like cyber beings and then. AI would take over. That's it. It's really interesting. And then we would become like this. It maybe like it's interesting. Like, are we just like a step in that evolution? Like, there's humans, and then but then there's like AI. There's like robots, and the robots overthrow us, and then they keep creating. And because robots don't really have like emotion, they just think of everything like logistically. You know, humans were emotional. Like, oh fuck you, I'm gonna nuke you. You know. But robots are more like, and then that's like a slow evolution robots. And then maybe robots meet with UFO. I heard a theory about that. I don't know if I told you about that. I think I sent it to you. It was like a long scripture. Oof. This would be a good pathway into the, the film, the moment of contact. But that um, like extraterrestrials have been indirectly influencing us to create AI. Right. Indirectly, as in, like, where do we get our thoughts from? There's, like, a different realm, like, a different, you know, realm of consciousness where that's where ideas come from, right? It's, like, a quantum thing. So, like, paranormal, right? There's ghosts or something. You know how we have dreams of ideas and stuff? That's, like, another realm that we just don't understand. And people think, like, extraterrestrials have, they understand that realm, you know? And they can, like, tap in and out of it. And they've been, like, indirectly influencing us because you know how like like for example the movie dune they can communicate telepathically what's the rumor about like extraterrestrials that communicate telepathically so that's a different realm that when you can communicate that's a, you're in a different field like frequency so that basically like they've been indirectly influencing us to like keep wanting to develop ai so that we can develop ai and understand the power of like consciousness like we built like an ai god so that we can finally understand what real consciousness is in the sense of like what like the real God is, which is that realm of consciousness and thought and like telepathy and all that stuff. So like an AI, when we create that AI God, we would finally kind of have like that, the smarts to understand that. And I guess through the AI God, that's how we would then, that's when they would then start working with us because we understand technologically and also kind of like spiritually how it works. And then we just like. To, and then it gets crazier. And then from there, it's like so we can work together to break out of the simulation. Because there's a simulation. 
That's where it gets crazy. And they want to they wanna break us out of the cycle of the simulation. But they need us to evolve so that we can work together with the AI and, like, this whole thing. And then just, like, there's, like, a simulation. It's really crazy. It's a really crazy theory. Really crazy theory. Yeah. I don't know. Because apparently, you know, apparently these extraterrestrials are thousands, maybe if not millions of years ahead of us, you know. Stop twerking. <laughs> Stop <AI>. twerking and <laughs> do something. But give me Megan to stand. It's really interesting. You know, and we'll get into it now because it kind of leads into that. But like, you know, the moment of contact from James Fox, a really great, really great movie. A documentary about the UFO case in Brazil, like in 95, 96, yeah. mid 90s, of um, a crashed UFO craft into Brazil, into like, you know, like a little grassland, trees, whatever. And a guy saw it and he interviewed this guy and the guy showed him the spot and it was really emotional for him. Uh, long story short, the craft. It was damaged, it crashes, and then in that same block, in that same city, uh, you know, multiple witnesses claim seeing this weird extraterrestrial running across, like hurt, very feeble, like, like if it was dying. And one of the girls said that when they looked at it and made eye contact with her, that it, um, she just had this thought, like communicate with her, like almost telepathically, telling her like to help it, to help it, that it was hurt, you know, to help it. Uh, it was very interesting, and it was like against the wall and stuff, and all that. And the movie goes way deeper into like the girls tried drawing it themselves, and they had an artist draw something out of what they saw. You know, big, like kind of like big red eyes, like oily, silky skin, strong stench. They smelled really bad, apparently. Um, and uh. Yeah, I mean, and it goes into that, all the witnesses. I mean, the city has, like, a monument, like a structure of a disc, you know? And, and of the alien. And of the alien. And and people claiming that they saw a craft hovering over their house, like another one, and that it was searching for something because there was something, you know, on the craft, and it looked like it was searching. And, and uh, you know, people coming yeah, they, out. They, they were saying they were probably looking for the... Like a search party. Yeah, they were trying like to find their missing people. It's really, really interesting um, that that whole case uh, and James Fox was on Joe Rogan talking about it and and the fact that these things are so advanced. You no, know, and the one uh, and the one that the guy touched, the security, the yeah, army, the there army was guys, two the army guys, and then another one was crossing the street. These military guys see it. He yeah, picks yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, almost hit it with the car. Yeah, he picks it up. They try taking it to like multiple hospitals. Nobody wants to deal with it. Uh, that guy died. Not Maybe too long later, later um, uh, they think it's from like some bacterial infection. Yeah, the, the um, his like his immune system like shut down. Yeah, and and they and they didn't want to say what he died of. They didn't want yeah. to release his blood work. Yeah, the family never got his like autopsy or anything like that. Um, it's a and, crazy and, story. And the guy that was with them doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, the one guy that drove apparently drove the, this extraterrestrial around. It with his partner, the one that died. Yeah, that drove the partner. And uh, he, he, want to talk about he it. said, I don't want to talk about the alien. That was the first thing he said. He didn't even want to, and he threatened to shoot them and everything. It's on the documentary. And uh, it's crazy stuff. No, but there stuff. was two crashed aircraft. Yeah, it was two. Um, it's, it's really crazy stuff. You know, the whole UFO talk gets, like, stigmatized, you know? Now it's UAP. 
Uh, now it's UAP, but it gets stigmatized, and uh, you know a lot of it is like grifters, like bullshit on the internet, you know. But w when you find the right uh, people, like uh, James Fox is just—he's a filmmaker, documentary guy, and he's been just doing the cases that he feels are and, and, are and true for the last thirty I mean, years. And, and that's a—that's like, how do you lie about that? And the whole town, the whole town talks about it. Even the mayor and every like they all believe in in everybody. A little bit of everybody saw something, you know. Yeah, the whole town saw it. And people showing up to the witnesses' houses, telling them like to you know offering them money not to say anything, to say that their daughters were lying. The daughters that saw the being and and you know made eye contact with it and stuff. And uh, it's really interesting this whole thing. It's been like really fascinating. And I really like James Fox's documentaries. You know, he did The Phenomenon, and he's done some other good ones. And I really wanted to talk about it on here because, you know, I feel like that's important, man. That's like the biggest, that would be the biggest news of all time. The biggest story. Like, we are not alone. These, like, whatever they are, these UFOs have been around, I mean, for generations. I mean, you look at ancient paintings, and and there's... UFOs, like the discs, the same discs carved in like, you know, into like s sacred like pyramids or, or structures or even in paintings, you know. Um, I think there's one of like Jesus and the one that we saw of like the craft, like a disc beaming a light. And then it was him like getting beamed, like not getting beamed up, but it kind of looked like it. He was on, on, his, on the ground, you know. And um, uh, it, it's crazy it's a great documentary it, it's it i it makes you question because it's it's a documentary with a lot of witnesses and and testimonies and stuff like that it's not like going on a netflix series you know like the skinwalker ranch one that yeah. we try watching where you can just you smell the bullshit like oh this is all bullshit this isn't this is just theater but here i mean you look you really watch the witnesses and them how they are communicating what How happens to them, that? you know, and nobody's going to believe you, you know, uh, really great documentary moment of contact, James Fox. Um, good for him. Like we need more of that, man. Like I feel like we are on a, we're on the cusp. Like it's right there. Logan Paul would release that fucking video. Yeah. That's what I was going to mention. We were talking about fucking this a little bit before this I came out today. I was acting all Mr. Important. Yeah. This came out today. Um, so the James Fox on on Joe Rogan came out um, and saying like there's a, a footage on a VHS tape from the uh, is from it the 90s from yeah from the 90s of this guy Chuck Clark and um, he went to talk to this guy to see this footage and all that and he said the footage is really interesting you know and and it, it's he a VHS offered tape like how do you like and I don't he, know. he he, he I offered feel like, him I feel like that's hard to fake it. And, and he offered him like a hundred thousand. Um, no, he he offered to buy it. He said no. He said no. Um, and apparently, like Logan Paul heard about this because he James Fox has been on the Impulsive podcast before, so they talk. And Logan Paul apparently went over there, offered him a hundred thousand dollars. After he said, Logan Paul said on the video, I, I got to mention the video today. He talked about it today on the podcast. That after he saw the footage, he offered a hundred thousand dollars. It was after. I guess it was so something in him it, when it he saw that footage, even though he wants to act like it, you know, like he wasn't impressed. I, if you saw that footage and you wanted to offer this guy a hundred thousand dollars, 
like something stood out to you. So, and James Fox talked about the footage, and it was these guys in their car driving, and then st- like stuck in traffic or something. And they look, and it was like the craft hovering over them. And he says it's a very crazy video. And of course, it's hard to believe because we don't see it. You know, it's always the case. But this apparently this Chuck Clark guy who lives in the middle of nowhere has it. It was given to him. And Logan Paul went over there, and he had a hidden camera, a button camera on on his shirt, and and he filmed it uh, without the guy knowing, without Chuck Clark knowing, and he got the footage anyway. So Logan Paul came out and explained, like, yeah, I have it, you know. Um, He says he's waiting for the right time, whatever that means, because he wants to know if it's real first. Bullshit, he's just trying to milk and make money. You know... I don't think it's fair if you're because he came out and said, I don't think it's fair that you have this footage when people deserve to see this. And then now you're doing and it's the like same. now you have it and you're not releasing it to the everyday person. Uh, he just wants to milk it to probably get some more extra subs out of it. Yeah, yeah, of he, course. He's probably he probably wants to go on Joe Rogan to, to show the footage. Yeah, something crazy. He probably wants to go on Joe Rogan to show the footage to Joe Rogan. Like he probably like connects it, shows the footage that he has onto him right there. Probably. That's probably what make he wants to do. Make it a big thing. And, yeah, like and to make a big I event. think he did mention that he was going to, he was like, I was going to save this for Rogan. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to believe who, but it's like, just release the footage, you know? And James Fox came out saying like, oh, like, thank you for acknowledging it and that you're saying that you have it. Um, and I hope we can see the footage, man. Like, whether it's real or not, we don't know, but let the but people let, decide. But, but the thing is, if he was, was to show it, people who know about that VFX stuff can, like, okay, let like, people let, break let, it let's, down. Let's break it down. Okay, like, what's. Because if it's VFX in the 90s, you can tell. You know what I mean? Like, you can, like, the, the, there's always a way to, yeah. the, the, to tell if it's and fake or not. He said that when he was watching the footage, he was scrolling, right? Like, he was scrolling the video back and forth, you know, like how you scroll, like editing, scrolling back and forth. And he says that nothing seemed jittery, nothing seemed... And I think I get what he means, because they kind of made fun of him. Like, they joked around saying, oh, but, you know, Jurassic Park came out. Like, there was good uh, animation, but, no, but you he can said tell. that in the scrolling, the way it was hovering, he said that it looked really real. And yeah, because the thing is, because VFX, VFX in the 90s is, was not how it is now. Like, you can tell. Like, you know, like... Like, <clears throat> like you can you can spot the VFX, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's they, hard. It's hard, hard to explain what, but like VFX, you can like because like yeah, like in uh like like Star Wars or uh, like, you can tell it's VFX. I don't know it's a, it's a way yeah. you can tell. Especially now, looking back, you can tell what's real or fake. But the only thing is, we can't know for sure until we see it. And I think let the people see it. But I, I get it. I know he's he's gonna just let this play on a little bit. He probably wants to go on Joe Rogan, show the footage on Joe Rogan, make a whole big thing out of it. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna try Again, to make his money off of it. Uh, yeah, to to get more press on him, more money. Yeah. So, which is a shame because I think if this is real, you know, and I think James James Fox kind of said that he feels that it's real. It's and pretty convincing. He says it's pretty. He convincing. says it's pretty convincing. Uh, I mean, Bob Lazar can see it. I mean, I mean, at this point, not even just just let the people see it. I mean, because he's he's worked on them. You know, let the people see it, and 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 if it's fake, okay, but like, yeah, whatever. Let the it. conversation stir, because this this needs to like, and all this stuff, whatever with Logan Paul, but at least it's good that people, because he has a huge audience, right? Even if he's gonna try to milk it and make money off of it, but it's good. It's get this UFO thing is getting more and more awareness. 
I, I think it's something's a, gonna no, come out. No, I think at one point they have to just announce it. Like, like the cameras are everywhere, and it's getting bigger and bigger. You know, like and there's more and more things coming out. And I think, I, and especially I do think, with all these pilots now, all these Navy. I, I, uh, and I do think within our lifetime, something is gonna happen. Like something is gonna get look, it revealed. Look, we have pilots, like like military pilots, coming out and speaking. Yeah, but it's just scary. You know, I mean, you're you're the government. These are people that. You know, in, in the moment of contact, they talk about it. The witnesses that they men said th these foreigners. Yeah, it sounds very like Men in Black. What's Men in Black about? The movie, right? The comedy with Will Smith. It's about the secret government that works with aliens and make sure that nobody sees these aliens. And if you see them, they come and sp splash a light and make you forget. It's very, it, it's weird how through Hollywood, we're being told these things like directly to our face. They just cover it as a comedy to like, so you laugh it off. That's why when you talk to an average person about UFO, they're going to laugh at you, you know? Uh, it's, just, it's, a, it's the old tactic that government Hollywood do to like kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, shrug off that topic, right? You know, we've seen it before when... Like, the whole Pizzagate thing was a thing, right? And everybody laughed at that, and they brushed it off, and then Epstein, the whole Epstein news came out, and, oh, shit, this guy actually had an island, and all this stuff was going down. With UFOs, the same thing. What do we do? We brush it off, and they make it as a joke until shit starts getting serious, and we have these Navy pilots coming out, and we're seeing some footages, and uh, it's getting serious. And I think within our lifetime, I think something's going to come out. It's, it's, it's brewing. There's too much brewing going on. Um, and 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 I I think I hey, think Logan it's gonna Paul happen. Release the fucking video. Yeah, I I really hope he does. I I like, like, I hope so. Like you you have that. You you have that. Just show it to the people. God, show it to the people, I man. Because this this is the biggest thing, right? Like, I I heard a podcast with uh I forgot the filmmaker's name, but he did a a documentary on the Zimbabwe case. And he said the same thing. Like, what if? Wasn't that James Fox? No, no. It was a. He did a piece of it, but there's a guy who did a whole movie on it. Oh. Yeah, like it was a different director. I forgot his name right now. He was on the Concrete podcast. But he came out. He was basically saying like maybe with these extraterrestrials revealing themselves, it would bring people together. It would bring the world together. Now, what's what's the counter to that, right? How, well, do, well, how does our not, world work? Yeah, Look at the not, movie Arrival. Yeah, how does our not, world... Yeah, it's not like just us. It's like the other countries. Yeah, no, and how does our world work? The, our first thing is conflict, you know? Um, I think, who was it that said it? I think it was Ronald Reagan during his term. He said that the only, like, what, what other better thing than, like, an out, outer world threat to bring our world together? So that's, like, the, that's what, how the government thinks. The first thing they think of is, like, conflict, you know? Like... Let you know, extraterrestrials bad. Let's all team up. Let's like Independence Day. What's the movie Independence Day about? You know, it's all of the Earth gathering together to fight aliens. A lot of Hollywood movies is aliens are gonna invade us and this and that. If they wanted to, they would have already. Clearly, they're more advanced than us. You know, so uh, it's it's really interesting that whole thing and Moment of Contact. Uh, really good documentary. James Fox does a great job with that, and it just makes you think. Makes you think uh, the people describing the crafts and and what they look like very similar small 
Bob Lazar says they're like the kids. They call them the kids, you know, very small. I think there was like a theory from the Pentagon that came out that they think that maybe there's like a mothership and they're sending probes over to like Earth. And that's why the crafts are small. And they're just kind of like just to like, I guess, see what's here, you know. Maybe they look at us like as a lower, which we probably are, clearly, is like a just less evolved species, you know? Like how we look at like monkeys or any animal, other animal that we're, you know, above. Maybe that's how we look at us, you know? They, they, they look at us, they kind of see. And that's where the hot spots they say are like nuclear facilities because... You know, uh, what is it? That I think it was like Joe Rogan or I forgot who said it. Or I think it was actually James Fox on the podcast. It was like, it's like giving a newborn baby uh, matches. Like you, you don't want to leave a baby with matches. They're going to burn themselves, right? Or like a monkey with like a, a bomb. <laughs> like if a monkey develops like a nuclear bomb, what are we going to do? We're going to be like, nope, let's just make sure that this is under control, you know? And maybe that's how they look at us, you know? If they're way more evolved than us. Are they waiting for us to evolve? You know, that was another theory. That was like a Israeli general, which I told you about this, that, uh, you know, he really high credentials. And he said that there's like alien civilizations and that they know about us, but like they don't want to reveal themselves to us because we're not ready yet. You know, uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. But moment of contact the phenomenon um a lot of james fox's movies the phenomenon as well it really dives into a bunch of cases that he feels are valid that's the thing he won't just jump into any case he really makes sure he does his research and i think for moment of contact i mean he says it's like over 10 years in the making of just really researching and and making sure it's valid before he jumps in because that's his that's his uh, career, reputation yeah, his on the career. line, you know? He doesn't want to come out with some bullshit movie and nobody, it's like bullshit, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting stuff, you know? Um, so definitely watch it, check out his stuff. And I, I hopefully something comes out. And I think in our lifetime it's going to happen. Um, I, it's brewing way too much. There's a lot of, and with the internet, the power of the internet, I'm really starting to see like a, a shift. You know, but it's just stuff going on, stuff going on. Moment of contact. We saw that and, and definitely check it out. Check it out. If even if you're not uh, into it or don't believe it or anything, but like kind of have an open mind and just like watch it and see what you feel. And, and if it makes you like think a little bit, you know, uh, it's hard to believe, of course, but we'll never know until. I mean, look what happened with that singer. Which singer? That. um. Uh, that uh, Camila. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Camila Cabello. Uh, this is a very interesting clip. It was like her on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. She was um, in Colorado or something in the mountains with her, fa- with her was parents. It, was it Colorado? Uh, somewhere in the mountains yeah. uh, with her parents. And she took a picture. The left mountain. On her phone. But it was like a live picture. And a the craft literally flew we had, we over. A screen grab of it. So if you Guys, like there's two. In the picture. There's she didn't two. notice it. Because that of how fast does it went, not look but like a bird. It's not a phone it, thing. But when you when you like like you know when you hold the phone when you yeah hold the, the picture, live photo live photo yeah, when you hold it like you see the crowd moving and she like, showed this on Jimmy Fallon and the crowd wasn't even laughing like everyone was kind of freaked everybody out. everybody was freaked out even and Jimmy she, Fallon was a little freaked yeah, out yeah and and she said that 
she's not a UFO person. She doesn't care about that stuff. No, and but, but after happened. that photo happened, then if you look, like two There's more multiple. come up uh, from the sides. Yeah. You imagine you, you got a UFO without even realizing, but that, that's just how quiet. That's how quick, too. And that's how quick. Because imagine you're there just doing your moment and over you, a UFO just flew over that's you. That's the thing. That's probably why it's hard to get footage of this stuff, unless you're like military, you know? Because if you're military, you have radars, you have. And all you that see stuff. the radar stuff and it's like, oh shit, you know? So that's very like, they're quick and they're quiet and, and it's too quick. You're never, you're never prepared for it, you know? Unless they're stationary. Now, luckily, she was taking a picture already. Like just pure luck. Yeah, it's pure true. luck. But yeah, guys, yeah, um, that that that's our, our our podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching and for listening. And to the next one, bye.